1: The story of the pilgrims ought to inspire and humble every one of us. There's a painting in the rotunda of the United States Capitol. It's one of eight huge historic paintings that hang there. You can see them all by searching Pictures in the Rotunda. The painting that I'm referring to is entitled Embarkation of the Pilgrims. It was painted by Robert W. Weir and it was hung in the rotunda in 1843 when our nation was only 67 years old. The painting is 12 feet tall and 18 feet wide. Let me read for you the description of it found at the website Architect of the Capital, which is AOC.gov. Here's part of what it says about the painting. This painting depicts the pilgrims on the deck of the ship Speedwell on July 22, 1620, before they departed from Haven, Holland, for North America, where they sought religious freedom. They first sailed to Southampton, England to join the Mayflower which was also making the voyage. After leaks forced the Speedwell to make additional stops in Dartmouth and then Plymouth, its passengers boarded the Mayflower. Five months later, the Pilgrims settled the Plymouth Colony in present-day Massachusetts. The group appears solemn and contemplative of what they were about to undertake as they pray for divine protection through their voyage. The words, God with us, appear on the sail in the upper left corner. The figures at the center of the composition are William Brewster holding the Bible, Governor Carver kneeling with head bowed and hat in hand, and Pastor John Robinson with extended arms looking heavenward. Gathered around them are the men, women, and children going on the voyage. Some are dressed in traditional Puritan attire, while others wear more fanciful and bright garments. The armor, helmet, and musket in the foreground represent the tools that the pilgrims will use for protection in the new and unfamiliar land. In the background, on the right, are the city and people the pilgrims leave. And on the left, a rainbow represents the hope and promise of what lies ahead. I don't think we can comprehend the hardships that these pilgrims endured. Whatever else that first Thanksgiving was or was not, Governor William Bradford makes it clear that it did in fact happen and that it was a feast celebrating their gratitude to God for His great blessings. The survivors of that first treacherous winter, who were now enjoying the fruits of their first harvest in the new world, they knew that none of these things were possible without the blessings of their God. They knew that none of the things that they had experienced were incidental. They knew that God had brought them through, and they seemed to understand that their success was a first step in a venture that would change the world. So they set aside three days for celebration. There were about 50 pilgrims and 90 American Indians present at this feast that we think of as the first Thanksgiving. Two years later, 1623, Governor Bradford made an official proclamation for a day of Thanksgiving. It read To all ye pilgrims, inasmuch as the great Father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, beans, Squashes and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abound with game and the sea with fish and clams. And inasmuch as he has protected us from the ravages of the savages, has spared us from pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. Now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims, with your wives and ye little ones, do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill between the hours of 9 and 12 in the daytime, on Thursday, November, ye twenty ninth, of the year of our Lord, 1623, and the third year since ye pilgrims landed on ye Plymouth Rock, there to listen to ye pastor, and render thanksgiving to ye Almighty God for all his blessings. William Bradford, ye Governor of ye Colony. So put the pieces together. Every freedom you enjoy, has some roots in the success of the Pilgrims. And the Pilgrims knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that they owed their gratitude to Almighty God. It seems clear to me that we should inherit their great sense of gratitude. Plymouth is one of my favorite places to visit. I've been there at least a dozen times. And though I love Plymouth Rock, the replica of the Mayflower, the National Monument to the Forefathers, and everything that goes with them, my favorite place to visit is the burial ground Of those first pilgrims. It's up on a hillside. There's a beautiful view there. It's adjacent to the foundation of the Pilgrims' First Meeting House. In that cemetery is the burial place of Governor William Bradford, who wrote the book of Plymouth Plantation, where we learn so much about those pilgrims and what they endured. On William Bradford's tombstone, in Latin, is inscribed one of my favorite quotes of all time. Translated to English, it says, What our forefathers with so much difficulty secured do not basely relinquish. Volumes could be written on how to properly apply that challenge. But if we are going to emulate any quality of our pilgrim forefathers, let's be sure not to fail to emulate their gratitude to Almighty God. American Christian, God has blessed you with a wonderful heritage of gratitude. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to
0: you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.